God bless you guys. This is Brother Raul Masonette. This podcast is brought to you by Hood Church Life Recovery Ministries, right here in the city of Battle Creek. Today we're going to be talking about depression, which is a very hot topic, <laughs> considering the fact that everybody's popping more pills than Skittles, you know what I'm saying, trying to maintain a level of sanity in these days that we live in. Um, according to the book of 2 Timothy, it says that in the last days, perilous times will come. And that word perilous means very difficult times. So we are living in very difficult times. Amen. Now we're going to be reading right now from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. I'm going to do that again. Verse 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. It is really important for us to understand that there is a veil, amen, that is taken away only in Christ, amen. And that veil a lot of the time seems to be still um, there when people are just churchgoers. And I'm not talking about people who have been um, uh, how could I say this, man? I don't want to sound all kind of sideways, but I'm, 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 I really want to target the people who are literally just in the people that just go to church, but they're not doing no, no biblical application. They're not really living this thing out. You know, they, they do it because either their husband or the wife goes to church so they'll go, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe they just grew up in church and, you know, since pops or moms went to the church or grandma went to this church i'm gonna go here too and they and they do their religious exercise yeah that's right there's a veil in the religious people it's a veil that doesn't allow them to see the glory of who christ really is as a healer as a provider um we literally try to treat christ like a janitor come and clean up my mess and as soon as you're done you got to go but this is not what we're talking about here this um this thing that we got going on nowadays in most of our churches and unfortunately it really half the time and even the church's fault man or the pastor's fault or, or 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 the leader's fault man it's actually people that walk in there expecting god again to be their janitor to come and clean up their mess to come and bless them in their mess and to go ahead and 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 and, and continue in a life full of sin full of nonsense amen if we read um second corinthians chapter 3 and i want you guys to check this out verse 13 and look at what it says unlike moses um who put a veil over his face so that the children of israel could not look steadfast at the end of what was passing away amen but their minds were blinded for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the old testament because the veil is taken away in christ this was what i just finished saying earlier but even to this day 
when Moses is being read, the veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, you have to understand that in this world, you are going to have tribulations. In this world, you're going to have trauma. You're going to have drama. You're going to have trials. You're going to be going through um, storms. You are going to, uh, man, go through all kinds of hell, you know. And a lot of the times, some of this stuff that you have to deal with may, <laughs> in fact, be from people that live inside of your home. Amen. Even in your family. Look at look at what it says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. Um, verse 7 and I'm going to read from verse 7 on it says but we have a treasure but we have this treasure excuse me in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us we are hard pressed on every side here we go we are what? We're hard pressed on every side yet not crushed we are perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our bodies now listen very carefully here in this life you're going to have to deal with depression that's just part of this whole thing. But when you are a believer, you understand what a lot of this depression is. First of all, you are in a body that is dying, a body that is decaying. You're carrying about the death of Jesus Christ in your flesh right now. Amen. And a lot of people don't really can don't really understand. They really don't get it. We are afflicted on a daily basis and buffeted by the adversary, but we have the victory and the enemy really doesn't have no jurisdiction in our lives. But watch this. When we begin to give in to the idea that it's okay to go one day without being in God's word, then this world begins to have its effect on us. Amen. Now you begin to feel. Amen. The desperation, you begin to feel all of these feelings of frustration and confusion. You begin to feel the weight of, 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 of all of these things, that, which Christ already nailed to the cross. Amen. See, you have to understand that the penalty, amen, for sin is sickness, is death, is poverty, is all of these things. I'm not trying to say that in this world you're not going to go through poverty or moments where you don't know um, when the next meal is going to come. Um, and for some people, it's even, even it's even more extreme, amen, than others. What I am saying that in all of these things, like it just finished um, saying, we are hard pressed Amen. On every side. Amen. Think about that. You're hard pressed. Have you ever been against rocking a hard place? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you feel like, man, I, I can't believe that I'm in this situation. I mean, we all go through this from time to time. But remember, that's part of, of, of us in, in our Christian walk. We should be able to understand. And this is why the book of James is so important for us to get into and read. Amen. It says, I'm counted all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work. Amen. 
It is important for us to be able to rightly divide the word of God, not just hold on to one verse and just think that that's the whole reality of the scripture. You have to put line upon line and precept upon precept, being able to um, um, see that the word of God is, is only looked at through the eyes of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. That means that when the Holy Spirit is inside of you, it helps you remove that veil. Amen. Because the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He removes the veil. And a lot of us um, in the past have walked in, you know, into the church and thinking that the church is going to fix everything for us. And that's not being realistic that that's not living a life full of reality that's living in some weird fairy tale amen if you think that god amen is um it's just your bellboy or your spare tire i think you're in the wrong um religion bro um reality is this that we submit to god we resist the devil and the devil flees that's what the word of god says you know, the, the reality is that we uh, take the word of God serious to the so serious to the point that, hey, man, we're willing to die for this thing. Amen. A lot of people don't realize that we have to die daily. We have to die daily to self. Look at what it says in um, chapter four, verse 11. We're still in the second book of um, Corinthians. But look at what it says. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus sake. Amen. Remember when Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you got to take off. Your, you got to take up your cross. Amen. And follow me. Think about it. He was basically telling people, take an instrument of death and come after me. You have to be able to understand that in this flesh and this life, you're going to have to crucify the flesh daily. It's got to be a 187 on the flesh. Amen. Now, let's read that again for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus sake that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh so then death is working in us but life in you and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written I believe therefore I spoke we also believe and therefore we speak knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. Verse 15. For all things are for your sake. Amen. That grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Affliction, amen. That, that's, that thing is going to come. Depression, that thing is going to come. Those moments. But remember, these are just moments in life. And I'm not trying to say that people who are dealing with um, chronic depression and all of these things, um, you know, that... I'm trying to disprove or, or disprove science, science or something like that. No, my friend, I understand that, there, that we have people who have chemical imbalances, but not, not everybody does. Amen. And some people who are, are just going through a rough patch in life are medicating themselves to stupidity. Amen. And they think that you're going to be able to take away um, or, or isolate one feeling without affecting the others. That's not how it works. You deal with one feeling, you're also dealing with the rest of them, amen? Um, and I should know, you know, once upon a time, man, I, I used to think that, you know, medication was just, um, you know, was all I ever needed, 
and all the reality, man, what I needed was God. Um, I, I took so much medication, man, for antidepressants, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, PTSD, the way they call it. Um, you know, they told me that I was um, chronically depressed and, you know, um, you know, bipolar. They, they gave me so many diagnoses, man, and I and I bit it, man, hook, line, and sinker, you know, until I began to renew my mind with God's word, amen. In God's word, actually, the book of Psalms was the best anti-anxiety medication I've ever taken. And you know what? One day I was reaching to grab my medication, you know, and I could hear the Holy Spirit tell me, you're not going to need that anymore. And, and that's what I'm telling you guys that we need to get inside of the word of God to the point. Amen. We need to have this relationship with God to the point that we can hear him clearly when it's time to let go of some of these things. Yeah, these things may be needed for a period of time in your life, especially when you're um, coming out of addiction like I was and you're coming out of all these things. But you know what? When God begins to regenerate your body, amen, when he begins to do this work inside of you, it is an amazing deal that he does. Now, Let's go ahead and go to um, verse 17, still in chapter 4, second book of Corinthians. Look at what it says. For our light afflictions, hmm, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight and glory. Think about that. For our light afflictions, hmm, which are but for a moment. In other Bible says our light and momentary afflictions. You know what I'm saying? So, all of these things are, are like nothing compared to what God is working in us through these things. Amen. You, some of us are going to have to learn to be uncomfortable. Amen. In, 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 in your skin. Amen. And without being medicated. Amen. And learn that this is a feeling that should draw you to cry out to God. Draw you to get closer to God. Put you, put you on your knees. These, these feelings are for this. Amen. But we medicate them. We 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 wanna uh, have man take care of it for us, and and we don't want to come to God with this thing. Look, all I'm gonna say is this: Yes, I I, I don't have all the answers when it comes to, um, you know, the medical profession, and I'm not telling people to stop taking medication and things like that. But what I am saying, you're not just a biological uh, machine. You are also actually you are a spirit that lives inside of a biological machine. That means you are a spirit that lives inside of a body. And your spirit possesses this thing called the soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Amen. Yes, some people have um, chemical imbalances, but that's just a biological thing. But what about the other part of you? Amen. What about the spirit part of you? The spirit part which you have not been feeding. Amen. You have not medicating your spirit with the word of God. And this is something that I believe that if balanced correctly, a lot of people would be free from depression. Amen. Depression could sometimes be an anticipation that makes a person feel like they're um, like they don't have control in life. Amen. But in all due reality, let's think about this. Who has control over everything? It's not your job to hold the entire universe in, in its perfect alignment. That's God's job. And a lot of the times we want to be doing his job when we should be, just be relying on him and, and trusting him that he has everything under control. Well, guys, I hope that this podcast um, helps somebody. I know that a lot of the times when I'm reading, I kind of like massacre the word a little bit. So please forgive me about that. And, um, and I know that I jump around a lot. 
So if you feel like you may need to hear this podcast again, you go right ahead. But I want to pray for you. May the Lord continue to bless you. May the Lord continue to heal you, restore you, and do great and mighty things in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, be blessed now and always. Amen. God bless you guys. This is Brother Raul Masonette. This podcast is brought to you by Hood Church Life Recovery Ministries right here in the city of Battle Creek, Michigan. Today, we're going to be talking about a very important lesson. I mean, one that I I see, it seems like I have to keep learning this one over and over and over. And it is because I have this heart for people and I want them to really get a hold of God's word. I really want them to make the right choice. I mean, I want this so bad for them, but it's a problem. You can't want this more for somebody else than they want it for themselves. The Bible in the book of um, Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, it says, Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Now notice that this is a requirement for a individual. I'm going to say this again. This is a requirement for an individual. That basically means that an individual has to make that choice For themselves. Now, you can seek God on behalf of somebody, but they should be seeking Him and His strength themselves. Now, let me try to see if I can um, knit this together really nicely for you. Look, I'm going to share a story with you, all right? So, you know, I've been dealing with a couple of friends of mine whose, whose life I I really wanted an impact, so I spend a lot of time with them. I I pray with them. I I you know I, I take time out of my my personal life. You know what I'm saying? I take away time from my family, from my children, from my wife, and I go pursue them with the love of Jesus Christ, in hopes that their lives could be transformed and changed. However, sometimes what I fail to realize is that. In the process of me doing this, I know for a fact that I miss the mark in this sense that whenever I do that for them, amen, I cannot um, subject myself to the belief that I am going to be the person who is going to sow the seed, water it, and also harvest it. Now, that is an unrealistic reality. And I seem to keep falling and sliding back into that um, perspective, that, that the way of thinking, you know, I, I don't even know how this type of thing happens from time to time, but it just does. I know for sure that without God's help and his strength, amen, I'm not going to be able to hold on to what I need to, which is the strength of God. I can seek him with all of my strength, with all of my heart, with all of my, with, with all that is within me. But I cannot do that on behalf of somebody else. They have to make that choice for themselves. In the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, it tells us, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Amen. And all of these other things shall be added unto you. Now notice what he is telling us that we should seek the kingdom of God First, 
not second. And it doesn't tell me to seek the kingdom of God for somebody else, but that I should seek the kingdom of God for myself. Like I said, I can call on God on behalf of somebody else. I can seek the face of God on behalf of somebody else, but I cannot do that for them. Today, I'm going to be reading out of my Jesus Calling devotional for today's reading. It says, save your best striving for seeking my face. I am constantly communicating with you to find me and hear my voice. You must seek me above all else. Anything that you desire more than me becomes an idol. When you are determined to get your own way, you blot out your you blot me out of your circumstances. Instead of single-mindedly pursuing some goal, talk with me about it. Let the light of my presence shine on this pursuit so that you can see it from my perspective. If the goal fits into my plan for you, I will help you reach it. If it is contrary to my will for you, I will gradually change the desire of your heart. I, don't you think that that is beautiful? I think honestly that what God is able to do is just beyond our capacity. I don't even know why most of us um, have a problem with surrendering to God. He is faithful. He is good. He is just. He is amazing. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's the one that gives you strength amen when you are weak he's the one that quenches your thirst amen when you seek him with all of your heart he will bless you he will bless you there is no way around it when you put your mind your thoughts your life your when you put everything when you give him everything he can bless everything but if you're holding back something from him and you want to continuously do things your own way me wanting it for you ain't going to help you. I love you guys. I pray that God will continue to open up the eyes of your understanding. That God will continue to open up your heart, softening it to the power of his glory. Amen. And then that way you may be able to receive, amen, his will as something that is worthy to desire. I know that we have our own personal um, wants. I get that. I get that. But you cannot have your personal want above God's will. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. Not here and not in this way. Remember, God has a good thing for you and for your life. Why not just surrender everything unto him and allow him to go ahead and shape and mold and fix your life? Remember, we come to him like broken vessels. Sometimes he has to crush us and grind us down to powder and then remake us again. 